What is up, Janksters? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And today, we have another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast, the unscripted, unedited show where I look at an individual magic card and we talk about it for a while. Now, there were a number of spoilers that were given out for March of the Machine in you know, at MagicCon Philadelphia. And over the next few days, I definitely want to take a look at a number of those and really break them down and see where can we use them? Are they good? Are they not good? How cool is the flavor on these things? Which is the case in a lot of them. And uh, today, I specifically wanted to talk about, I want to kind of get things started, if you will, with Galta and Maverin. Now, one of the things that they are doing with March of the Machine is they are doing mashup cards where they're taking two legendary creatures from a particular plane. It does appear that they all come from the same plane of origin. And they take these two legendary characters and they like depict them teaming up uh, on one card and doing stuff, you know, fighting the Phyrexians, uh, you know, presumably on their home plane. So here we have from Ixalan, Galta and Maverin. Now, Maverin Fane is a vampire that is on Ixalan and Galta previously, you know, the Primal Hunger was the previous card is a giant dinosaur. And that's basically what we got. So we got a we have a vampire that is known for creating vampire tokens that have lifelink when it attacks. So that's okay, cool. And then we have a dinosaur that's a gigantic trampling dinosaur. And that's about all we got. Like Galta is just huge. Its cost is reduced based on the power of your other creatures. So it does care about the power of your team. That is a relevant mechanic as far as Galta is concerned. So what happens when Galta and Maverin Fane get together and team up, do a thing? Well, what we get is a legendary creature, dinosaur vampire for three green, green, white, white. So seven total, two green, two white. 12, 12 trample. Those are Galta's original stats. Love to see it. Whenever you attack, choose one. Create a tapped and attacking XX green dinosaur creature token with trample, where X is the greatest power among other attacking creatures or create X11 white vampire creature tokens with lifelink where X is the greatest number of other attacking creatures. So we have this cool ability where on the one hand, it's kind of like a rabble rousing effect where if you're attacking with five things and Galta, you get five one one vampires. Now in this case, they have lifelink, which is true of a lot of the Ixalan vampires, like the white aligned ones anyway. So sweet with like that kind of fits flavorfully and it just helps you go wide. Now, note, if you make the vampires, they don't attack or they, they don't enter the battlefield attacking. They are untapped. They're on defense, ready to block. Now, if you make the dinosaurs, the, the well, you get one dinosaur and it's big based on however big the other thing is you have attacking. And that dinosaur is tapped and attacking. And it's also a trampler. So you can build this a number of different ways. It would be very easy for you to build Galta as kind of a go wide like commander where this is kind of the top end drop, make the team, you know, make the team way bigger than it was previously. So like, yeah, you're attacking with 20 creatures this turn, but next turn you have 40 online or, you know, 30 after some dying combat or whatever the case may be. Just help the team get super duper wide and get a bunch of lifelink in the process. Dope. Great things are happening. Or you can go big trample. Like you can go with the large creatures and get trample, or you can do best of both worlds and you can use cards that get bigger based on the number of creatures you have. I know there are cards like Heedless One from back in the day, which is like it's power and toughness are equal to the number of elves you control. So like you go super wide and it gets super big and then 
you have the pick of the litter with Galta and Maverick. And when you attack, you have another big thing attacking. So you could just make a huge trampler and go in for the kill, or you could flesh out your team and like brace for impact on the following turn or set up for a future victory by establishing a more of a board state. I think that's amazing. I also love the fact I've noticed in recent design, um, there's kind of this philosophy in magic cards where like if a creature costs one kind of its base stats are one, one, like if you deviate from, from that, uh, it's got to, you gotta have a good reason. And like, maybe there's a downside if it's bigger or whatever, or it's just pushed. <laughs> this is the case nowadays, but like seeing a two, two for one is a big deal. Same is true. Like a two mana, two, two is kind of the base stats and you kind of get around that three, 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 etc. Like, obviously there are counter examples and they've been kind of playing with that recently, but in general, like when you look at a card, if somebody sees like a four, 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 they say, Oh, it's on rate. Meaning like the, that body makes sense for that part of the curve. Cool. It seems like Wizards has decided that once you get to like six and seven mana, all bets are off and the stats will just be whatever. Cause like a 12, 12 trampler for seven, even with four colored pips of two different colors, like, cause that casting cost is relevant. Like that isn't something you can just jam in like a five color good stuff deck and just hope for the best. Because in that situation, you're probably not gonna be dropping this on seven. Now, if you're in a Selesnia deck or even a three color deck that happens to have green and white, like Abzan, for example, or Naya, if you happen to be in those colors, yeah, Galta could still totally fit in and you would be fine. But, you know, it's, you, you'll probably be able to play it on curve in those, in those decks, but even then you might have some draws where you can't. So it's one of those things where the casting cost is relevant, but the, it, this thing is so much bigger than its casting cost. Like its stats are so huge for its cost. Like it blows my mind, which granted to be fair in some decks, Galta was the original Galta was a 12, 12 trampler for two because of its cost reduction clause. So I guess it's kind of fitting with the character. Like that, that's kind of appropriate. So I dig that. Also, the other thing that I would be remiss if I did not point out was the artwork on this thing. So the artwork depicts Galta as we know her, like just being big and imposing. And like, actually it looks like she's straight up like crushing Phyrexians like underfoot, just like running through them. And they are just nothing compared to her, which is not surprising. She's a real big dinosaur. And you see Mavrin like, perched on like her brow like on top of her head kind of like it was, seemed to have some kind of like rope tied to one of her like front horns on her nose this is like kind of a little bridal situation but he's standing it looks like um and very like yippee kaye like riding this thing cool reminds me a lot of the um the mama kills, mom kills the the oliphants whatever the the elephant monsters from um return of the king the, when in the when the film the way that they put those to film this very much has that vibe and on that front there's like this building on galta's back for some reason like this like house back there i'm assuming that there are like archers and crap in that um because like war elephants are a thing and like some kind of mounting for other soldiers on them because you can clearly fit way more than just one up there like i'm assuming it's that but the other thing that really blows my mind um, this looks like that structure reminds me a lot of Siege Rhino. And so as a result, I will forever call this card Siege Dino. You can't stop me. Galta and Maverin from March of the Machine is now officially, I'm saying it now, Siege Dino. Anyway, 
I, th I think this card's rad. It's it's big. It's like decently costed for what you get. Like seven is a lot. Seven's a, a lot to get to, but like in commander with like a decent amount of ramp, you can rock this out on turn five pretty easily and possibly even have mana back to protect it. Like it's, it, you know, it's not bad. Um, I think this is a very reasonable card for what it does. It's powerful without being too dumb. Also, I, <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't point out, um, it's a vampire. This card is a legendary vampire. Uh, and as a result, if you're using three mana Soren from one of the one of the um, recent core sets, I believe it was core set twenty. There was a there was a Soren Planeswalker that has an ability to place a vampire from your hand onto the battlefield. The, you can cheat this in with that, so you could get a Galta and Maverin online on turn three. So if your opponent is thinking, all right, I think I got this, I'm off to a good start, and you're just like, cool, Planeswalker down tick Siege Dino. Now, what you gonna do, buddy? Also of note, if you reanimate this with an Olivia Crimson Bride and they kill the Olivia, Galta and Maverin stick around. Now, you'll notice that the creatures that Olivia reanimates say that if, if at no point you don't control a legendary vampire, exile them. Well, Galta and Maverin happen to be a legendary vampire. So like in a lot of situations, like you reanimate a huge monster, like original Galta, say, with Olivia, your opponent could like bounce Olivia and then Galta goes, goes to exile. And that feels real bad. That doesn't happen here with Galta and Maverin. <laughs> like, <laughs> this card's awesome. I love it. Anyway, thank you so much for checking out the show. I appreciate it very, very much. This has been another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast available on YouTube and anywhere fine podcasts are sold. By that, I mean, you know, are freely available on the internet. So thank you so much. I'll catch you on the next one.